I was a noisy kid in the backseat of the car and I always remember them telling me how bad of a singer I was and how I should stop singing and how they'd turn the radio up so they don't have to hear me and there was very much a time when I didn't think that this was something I could ever do and even when I first got saved the joke kind of continued because I'd taken that on as a bit of an identity that you know oh, I can't sing I can't whatever haha <laughs> it was a big breakthrough for me too and it's taken years over the last 10 years of me slowly stepping out going no I do believe that God is asking me to do this and I'm going to keep doing it. Welcome back to a new episode, guys. On this episode, I interview Lisi B, who is a Christchurch-born and raised Kiwi who currently lives on the Gold Coast in Australia. Lisi has always had a love of writing and began her journey as gospel Christian rap and spoken word artist in 2013. If you haven't been living under a rock, uh, then you probably have heard of Lisi B and, and listened to some of her stuff on Apple Music or Spotify and seen some of the latest YouTube productions that she's been doing, music videos. Uh, Glad You Came is her latest uh, one, so make sure you go and watch that, listen to that, stream it. It's a beautiful song featuring a couple of other artists with her. Uh, and that's one thing I really love about Lisi B. She really has included other artists and created a platform for other artists to really find their wings as uh, hip-hop and rap uh, spoken word artists. And it's really refreshing to see this art form getting such a great representation through what Lissy B does in both her excellence of art, but also her passion for Jesus coming through all that she does. So guys, stay tuned. Let's go meet Lissy B now. Today on the show, we have Lissy B, who's an amazing hip hop rap and spoken word artist who's been actually, this is her 10th year of, of working in this space with the Lord, her own relationship with the Lord, moving into this area, the area of spoken word art and, and writing songs and pr- starting to produce some stuff. So this is a really incredible year to have her on the podcast, a special year. Um, so Lisi, I want to welcome you to Art Vance. It's so good to have you. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, could you give us a little bit of a, a snapshot, a background on who is Lisi B? Yeah. And, uh, and then we'll jump into some other topics. I'm so excited about the chat today. I feel like God's going to speak to people who are feeling called to spoken word, yeah, awesome. um, feeling called to poetry, yeah. feeling called to the rap and hip hop scene, yeah. um, because it's a scene that's so, it's so full of talent yeah. and so full of parabolic yeah. writing Definitely. and metaphors that yeah, that people can relate to. Yeah. And I, I think it's going to be a really exciting episode. But yeah, give us a little background on you and then we'll jump into the rest. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the, the quick rundown, I guess, is um, I was born in New Zealand, grew up there, um, didn't grow up with a Christian background at all. So met the Lord when I was 17 and going through it, if you will. Um, and I guess um, stepping into the writing and the music side of things, it's always been something that I have loved to do. I've written since I was very, very young. I remember getting tr- in trouble in English classes when I was about 10 because all of my stories rhymed the whole way through. <laughs> so um, oh, they, they, they weren't you know, too sure what I was doing with um, just having all of my story writing being so poetic, but um, it's, I've just had a love of words and a love of writing. And I think when I went through 
through some really tough seasons in my life, as we all go through, um, God really used that writing season for me to help me process and to get through certain things. So I I decided to step out and start using um, my writing and my music. Uh, once I'd kind of come through some of some of those really hard times, I thought, man, there's some stories and there's some things in here that that I could share with people. And the way in which I write is tends to be poetic. So I thought I'm just gonna use that, put that out there, and see if that can encourage anybody. Um, so I went on this massive journey of doing a lot of um, spoken word poetry and things around suicide prevention initially, um, and obviously mm. with with God being the the one who pulled me out and drew me out of uh, some of those difficult times. Um, but that over the years progressed and changed into writing songs where you know as life goes on and I learn more about who He is, I want to use it to mm. worship Him, to lift Him up, um, and I think now in my tenth year, I think I'm moving into a season where um, I'm very much stepping stepping out and into leaping into something now where um, I want to use it in a way that's going to really reach people and reach a reach a broader audience and um, I wow. guess be able to sow seeds and cast the net, um, so to speak. So, yeah, that's wow. that's a that's a brief rundown of, of um, I guess my journey with music. Um, yeah. Love that. That's so awesome. And your latest single, uh, Glad You Came, uh, really love it. And I love that you've brought these other artists into the space of that song as well. Could you tell me a little bit of the origin story of Glad You Came? Because not only is it a really sweet and beautiful song, but you you. did a really great music video with it it as well. So Yeah. yeah. Could you tell us more? Yeah, definitely. Thank you. No, so one of the things that God's really put on my heart, um, recently is to is to work with local artists and to work with people around Australia and New Zealand that um that love the Lord and want to sing and write and and want to put stuff out from a place of just really genuine relationship with God, not from a place of like, oh look at me, I can, you know, I can do cool stuff. So um the the young girl that's in the song, um, Victoria Tamaki, she's actually my my mentor's daughter or my good friend's daughter. Um, and she's just so sweet. She loves the Lord. Um, and yeah, so I, I spend a lot of time with that family. So, um, out just out of a place of discipleship and, and family, really, um, we write together quite frequently. And Hayden is another person that I've met along the way who, who loves God. And he's been on a bit of a journey through life himself. Um, so the three of us really out of a ministry place, um, and out of our own lives and our own, um, delving into the word, wrote that song almost a year ago. I think it was around Easter last year. We actually came together and wrote it. Um, and we were speaking about and talking about um, Thomas in the Bible and how he had to see he had to see the hands and feet of Jesus in order to believe. And um, I guess. I was thinking and talking to God and I've always kind of looked at that story and gone, ah, oh, dumb Thomas, you know, he's got the, the one guy that has to like, you know, point it out and needs to know these certain things. But then I thought about mm. it and I was like, man, God, like, would I know if you rocked up, would I know that it's you? Or would I look at every all the chaos and everything that's going on in the world and go, oh, that's just another conspiracy or that's just another whatever that's happening. I thought, Jesus, would I recognize you? Would I fully know and, and would that be a problem if I needed to see your hands and feet? And so I guess it was um, a bit of a humbling sort of a thing. Um, and Hayden actually very much came up with that scripture. Um, so I'm not going to take all the, <laughs> all the credit for that. But, but just that conversation and, and that revelation and that submission 
um, to God that came out of that, I think, was um, was really beautiful. And for me in my verses, I really wanted to capture part of the story of Jesus and what it is, part of the gospel in a way, because it crossed my mind. I thought, what if this is the only song that someone, I mean, it's obviously not going to be, but if assuming it was the mm. only song someone came across, are they going to capture the essence of the gospel in this particular song? Um, and that was something that I felt um, I guess God prompted me to to try and do in and through this song. Um, yeah, so that was cool. And we did a music video. That was amazing. I was approached by um, a videographer called Loish, um, who was at Bond University, and um, she had a team of students and music professionals from the industry um, who wanted to do a video. And um, we, yeah, we sort of... Um, yeah, came together and 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 whipped that up, and then um, yeah. Anyway, that's that's part of that. So yeah, that's so good. And that link is in the uh, show notes below, so you can go over and watch. Glad you came, or stream. Glad you came. Um, what are you working on at the moment, Lisi? What can you share with us about what you're currently working on? Yeah, so I think in this season, the songs that I'm going to be putting out, um, I'm hoping to write a lot more songs that are, for starters, solo, so just myself, because I want to work a lot more on my craft and get better at what it is that I'm doing. So I'm going to put out a few solo songs over the coming months. Um, Another thing that I'm going to be doing with it is getting a bit creative in terms of the topics and the things that I'm speaking about. So um, I I really feel to kind of knock on the door of church culture and um, that casual, comfy Christian lifestyle that we have where we might be possibly a little bit asleep to the truths of the word um, and just cruising through life. So I'm hoping to speak about things in a way that... um, are relatable and can draw people in and they can connect with the content, but also kind Mm. of just points out that we might need to get into the word of God ourselves on a deeper level and not just um, consume everything from every platform and every, um, you know, whatever service provider that wants to put something out, um, but rather Mm. know the word, know who God is for ourselves. Um, But I'm kind of going to package that in a bit of a um, colorful way, I hope. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that's interpreted. And I've actually had to go through quite a, quite a season of, letting go of what people think as well in order to be able to do this um, because I think what what God is asking of me um, is to do what he says and not what I think people want to hear. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's an amazing phase to come to. Like that's the like a graduation phase for anyone in their art form to, you know, f- find out what, who your audience is, who do you relate to naturally and, and then – get to a place where you go, okay, I've got all that data. I've got that knowledge as an artist, which is really powerful and really needed. Um, Because some Christians will go, I'm called to be a rapper and they're a terrible rapper. Um, (laughs) And and they want to influence that industry, but they don't actually have, they haven't grown, they might have the faith for it, but they haven't grown their talent or their skill creatively enough for them to have a natural influence. So I love that you're talking about that because we've got to have those those both approaches of, of we have to have a supernatural mission where I report to God, you know, yeah. he's my boss yeah. and he's leading me. And yeah. yes, not everything I say, everyone's going to be happy with. Yeah. Um, and then also having that other basis of talent, which is obviously something you're quite seasoned in anyway. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit of the routines of what's your creative process, Lizzie? So when yeah. you, uh, do you sit down intentionally set with set time 
to write? Um, is it very much more the majority of you are in a creative cloud 24-7 and you just have access to the material from God? Yeah. Um, do you do you set certain days apart? Are you a morning person when you write? When, you know, yeah. could you tell us a little bit of, of your process? Yeah, that process. I think it looks... It looks like it feels as though it's a fire that's always burning inside of me. So there's, I'm constantly thinking about rhymes and and lyrics and and topics and things that are that are meaningful and and revelation that God's giving me. It's just all interwoven, I think, into just who I am and my relationship with God and just my daily life um, and my love of words. In terms of how I practically go about it, I I definitely like I have a job, so I've got to work. Um, so I do that, um, and I'm jotting things down as I as I go, <laughs> um, that come up either in voice memos or in my notes. Um, and then when I come to write, like I do, tend to set aside time and days. I block out whole days because um, I work week on week off. So I just mm. I I'm, I'm a morning person, so I get up in the morning and just you know I guess I spend that time with God. I always I drink my coffee. I've just gone decaf, y'all. So I'm <laughs> having my decaf coffee in the morning. No. And <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Look, I'm, it feels good. <laughs> um, You're learning to offend some people now. I, this is good. <laughs> I probably am. Definitely. Um, yeah. So no, I just, I just sit down, I guess, with my coffee, my Bible, and I, I YouTube away a bunch of beats that I like to listen to for inspiration. And um, I, I, I very intentionally write. Um, but what I write on any given day just depends on what God's speaking to me about or what's going on in my life. Um, sometimes I think of intentional topics and I think, no, I really want to write a song about, about trusting God or about this or that. Um, and I spend a lot of time as I'm writing it, just in worship and in prayer, delving into those topics within the word to get God's perspective on it. And then I try and ask God to help me be creative as to how I can communicate those, those things and that revelation that he's giving me. Um, so yeah, it's very varied how I go about it, but it's, um, but it is like an, a 24-7 thing, I think. I believe we have God on on tap. We have that relationship. The the veil is torn. We have access to him. So I can have access to to chat with him and and write and, and gain from his word whatever it is that I need. So, um, yeah. Or whatever yeah, unlimited mention, access. <laughs> yeah, unlimited. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's so good. I love that. And that some of the insights you've just given us to your routines is you've intentionally blocked out time. That that kind of that says to me that there's a dream behind there's a dream in the context of your actions, um, the way you use your time, your energy, your resources. There's a dream behind it. Can you tell us a bit what is Lisey's B, Lisey B's dream? Uh, when it comes to m- music industry or just creative industry in general, because yeah. you're probably n- not thinking your life is limited just to rapping and writing and producing music. What is the dream, the dream. behind it all? Yeah. Look, I would say back in 2007, early, early, early on, um, when I first got to know who God was, I feel like he gave me this one word that has, um, or at least highlighted to me this word that that has kind of characterized a lot of what I do. And it's the word speak. Um, and 
behind that is is his truth like the thing that I feel called to communicate and to um and to give to people is him um and his truth from from his word and just um the the knowledge of who he is and that we need that relationship with him we need that salvation so um I think the dream for me is in every facet of life whatever that may look like to be able to deliver and bring truth um and the the avenue for that is through speaking and so that that may look like a conversation at a coffee shop or that may look like writing a spoken word or or doing a song or writing a I've just started writing kids books um so to come later but um yeah so whatever that looks like I feel like God's always just pushing me to to speak but from a place of his truth and his word yeah that's amazing now yeah, I love it. And and the whole that um subject of speaking, you know, the the vocalizing of truth, the expressing. Was was there a time in your life where you felt like your voice was shut down? Um yeah. and that God came right in close like came close up to you uh and restored your voice that has kind of springboarded you into this journey. Yeah. I think um <clears throat> Yeah, definitely. Like I, growing up, um, I love my mum and dad. They are amazing, but they are very much not Christian at all. Don't, don't have the same sort of um, faith values. And I remember as a kid, I, I always felt drawn to to like singing and and whatever. And I was a noisy kid in the back seat of the car at the top of my lungs. And I always remember them telling me how bad of a singer I was and how I should stop singing and how they'd turn the radio up so they don't have to hear me and making jokes that I'm as musical as a chair. And um, there was very much a time when my um, I didn't think that th- this was something I could ever do. And even when I first got saved in church, like the joke kind of continued because I'd taken that on as a bit of an identity that, you know, Oh, I can't sing, I can't whatever, ha ha, <laughs> you know, it's a, a bit of a funny thing. And so, you know, in, in the early days when I first got saved, um, you know, they would, they would joke that if I ever got on stage, they'd turn the mic off and that sort of thing. So um, I think wow. there's definitely been a time, it was a big breakthrough for me to, and it's taken years over the last 10 years of me slowly stepping out going, no, I do believe that God is asking me to do this and I'm going to keep doing it. Hey there, I hope you're enjoying the episode. We're going to get back to it just in a moment. I just want to tell you about our Patreon. Patreon is an opportunity for you to have access to more opportunities and content only for Patreon members. You're not only helping the podcast stay sustainable and go to another level of quality, but you're also going to have access to more content and opportunities. So head over to that using the link in the description below. Let's get back to the interview. anyway despite having been told that I sound terrible <laughs> and it's not you know um not something that I should be doing I'm not a singer or I'm not a whatever um but I guess just that that walking closely with God he has nudged me along the way little by little to 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 break that and I still face that at times like I've I know I've definitely stepped into rooms and recorded with other artists and I've gone to expand outside of um a rap type of a flow into something that's a bit more melodic and I've felt that shame and I felt that that um yeah just that that I guess pressing down of my voice that I've really had to just um I guess break through and and kind of do it afraid anyway so yeah wow do it afraid there's so much you just gave us there like you know often the place of our calling is is um you know attacked very early on yeah and um, yeah, thanks so much for sharing that. I know that so many people can relate to that. 
um, Jesus, just even on a spiritual level, sometimes it's, it comes through the natural, but all of us know what it feels like to feel supernaturally attacked. Um, and, and then to have God come to you and hand you the mic and <laughs> promise that I'm never going to, I'm never going to turn the volume down. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to keep turning it up, yeah. which seems to be what he's doing with you. Like yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> his favor yeah. is on you and yeah. his grace is ministering through you to break chains and to bring people into clarity and revelation and, um, into the nature of God. So I love that story. That's so powerful. Thank you so much. Um, any production stories? Do you have any like God stories or funny stories that you could share with us about your journey in the studio or on on set for your music videos, things like that that you kind of they stand out as as really uh, either funny moments or man, this is such a God moment uh, that you could share with us. I think one thing for me, like the most recent music video that we did, um, was at first stepping into that. So most of what I do, I. I do out of relationship with people. So my producers, like, I don't just hit up a random producer. Like, I know them. I know their testimony. We we talk. We have dialogue and relationship there. And everything I like to do comes out of that place of, um, I guess, relationship and just, you know, um, relationship with God as well as with people. Um, so st- so being approached to do this particular music video, knowing that majority of the people that are going to be filming this and a part of this crew, and it was a large crew, um, didn't know God and didn't have a relationship with him. Um, that was something for me that was quite a, a special thing, I guess, to be able to um, stand there and, and sing and rap words that are uh, about him um, and... Mm. There's actually more to that story, which I didn't really share. Like we wrote part of that song a year ago, but my verses I actually had to write the day before. So that's a whole nother thing. Oh. And I, I think um, that's where um, this thought came into it that that I thought, well, if this is the only song that these people hear, I want to make sure that the gospel is captured within it. So um yeah, to be able to do that and have these conversations and open dialogue with people um, over that time, I think was really really cool. And I think it was a, another way of God just pushing me out saying, I want you to go beyond um, just this cozy church culture type, um, happy, fluffy songs and start to do some stuff mm. that's going to reach people and be a bridge and start to draw people, draw people in and, and cast out some seeds and um, yeah, share me in a different type of a way with people. So yeah, so that was a really cool experience. It was also a humbling experience because I, I wrestled with some, some things and some dynamics through that, which God highlighted stuff, like just being fully honest with you, like in my own character that I thought, man, I really struggled with, I really struggled with communication in this type of way. And, but I'm, I'm a child of God and I have to be able to, um, I have to be able to, I guess, I might say this wrong, but like reflect him or, you know, li- live my life in accordance to, to how he wants me to behave. <laughs> and so um, that was a really um, awesome, humbling experience as well for me. And, and a lot of lessons I think were learnt in, in a lot of ways through that whole process. So it, it's all growth and it's all, we've never made it, you know, it's always um, slowly trying to become more like Christ in everything that we're doing. So yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for the the sharpening that took place in that just as much as the seeds that were able to be sown. Now, with um you you're talking about this is a season where you've 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 had some downtime and now the Lord's given you a vision for where you're going right now. Would you say that kind of reflects in in 
how, as someone who's a, an established artist, as you see other artists are coming out of like a closet with God, they're, they're coming out having been with Jesus and now their art form may not have been received before, may not have been heard or had a voice or influence before, but now God is actually putting favor on them. Um, can you share a little bit about what you're seeing prophetically of, for artists in this season? I think something I'm really, really um, noticing for artists in this season is God is um, God is definitely raising up people who are just genuine, everyday, regular people who love the Lord, who have a deep passion for Him, and who want to communicate His truth and unafraid to just go out there and do it and just be about it. And I'm noticing that there's lots of artists popping up, actually. Even if we just look at locally within Australia, I've started to connect with and um, have conversations with with artists in, in Ipswich and in Brisbane and Sydney and Perth. And there's bound to be plenty more elsewhere, producers. And the thing I'm noticing about every single one is that they are just on fire for God. They're not out there trying to lift themselves up and seek platforms and seek opportunities and chances to grab the mic and show people how good they are, but they are just so much putting off of themselves and giving people God. And I think that that's, that's something that I feel is new <laughs> and it shouldn't be, but but it kind of is because I think you know, if you look at church culture, we've gone through we've gone through a real shakeup and a real time of idolizing people on platforms and stages, um, and and looking to people as you know whatever follow the leader type thing, um, rather than music just being another another avenue to communicate God and to to worship and to praise Him, and without looking to the person that's doing it, if that makes sense. Um, so I'm excited for the artists that are that are popping up and doing things and. Something that I've, yeah, I've started connecting with a bunch of people and I think God's really drawing together um, a lot of those artists too in, in unity, which is exciting. So I'm really keen to see what he's going to do um, over the, you know, these coming months and years when it comes to that that music space. Yes, that's so good. God's so protective of the creative arts. He, he, um, and and not in the sense of he like shuts people down if they have character flaws, but he's he's so protective of uh, his and his ones being raised up as lights and salt um, in industry that are gonna reflect both his glory in their character and in their and in their craft. So yeah, that that's so good. I really witnessed to what you just said. There's people popping up, and you're like, "Where did you come from? You yeah. came out of nowhere." Yeah. No, no, no. I I came out of somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I came out of the inner room. God, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. and relationship with people. Like you yes. mentioned that. Like if you don't yeah. know anyone, it's it's very hard to, yeah. you know, if you don't value relationship, yeah. it's tough. Definitely. Yeah. So good. Hey. Can you give us an insight to your most inspiring role model? Is there someone that you kind of looked up to in terms of the uh, spoken word and rap and hip hop scene that you've kind of looked up to and kind of been, they've been a signpost? There would be a lot of people. I I think I'm not going to point out just anyone in particular because I, I really, um, yeah, I really look to a broad range of, of people who are walking the walk with God and who um, are sharing their music in, um, in the way that God has asked them to do it. Um, so, mm. uh, what's an example? Like I, so I've, I've done a little bit of travel and, 
um, you know, been in different places. And I've seen, I've seen a bit of everything, if if you will. I've seen a bit of the 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 stand on the stage, look at me, um, you know. I'll pray for you. I'm the one, blah, blah, blah. I've seen a bit of that. And I've seen as well in green rooms, people who are on their knees for one to two hours before going out and having no care whatsoever for, for the, the fame or the, the whatever that comes, comes with it. Mm. And I think what I've, gleaned over the years is that I want to be like that. I want to be the person that um, that is on their knees in, in prayer, seeking God as to what he wants to give the people on the stage if if that opportunity arises to be able to give them something and to take that, um, yeah, to take that opportunity seriously, I guess. Um, yeah, so I guess I guess there's a range of artists that I look to that um that you know in the hip hop space and the worship space all over the place, but I definitely look to see who is giving people truth and for genuine like authenticity and relationship with God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, social media. Let's talk about social media really quickly because you're you've got you've got a decent following. You've um you've stewarded a really, you know, nice space in terms of how you present your stuff through social media. Um, a lot of younger people who might listen to this are thinking, well, my goal is to have a really large following and be a, an influencer and get paid by YouTube. And, and, and whilst all those goals are really cool, uh, a lot of the perception is once I get there, I'll be, I'll be happy. Um, and, I think what walking with God does, you tell me what you think walking with God does when he has called you to be a social media influencer. Not that's the calling, but that's a vehicle that he will use. Um, what's what's something you'd like to say to people that might be, you know, uh, fantasizing or, you know, prospecting in their, in their head that that's where you got to go um, to achieve what you want to achieve? Yeah, I think that we first of all always must follow him and not lead. Um, so whatever it is that we do, whatever it is that we are putting out has to come in my mind as a response to, to what it is that is the will of God and what he's asking of us. And that means checking yourself on a whole bunch of stuff that you might think you want to put up there and put out and, and display and do. Um, and it, it very much, um, has been a big battle for me over the years as to work out what that looks like. And I've even gone through a season of being too afraid to put anything out at all because of um, not wanting to, you know, mis mislead or misrepresent God or um, whatnot, like being a, a bit afraid to fail in a sense as well. But, but I mean, it, I, honestly, like everything comes down to following God and um, seeking him, knowing him deeply to be able to, do what it is that he's sort of asking of us and not just um, go for the, you know, go for the the thing. I think there's very much a trap there when it comes to thinking that this is, this is it, this is like, you know, the, the high life or whatever you want to call it. Like people look at it and think this is the way to, to crack it these days. Guys, I really hope you're enjoying season two of Art Vance. I've had so much enjoyment creating it. Can I ask you a favor to go over to Apple Podcasts and write a five-star review for us? It will help us reach more people. As well, could you make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, Elliot Bonza, as well as subscribe to the podcast on Apple. I really appreciate it. 
so much work has to go on inside ourselves and our relationship with God and and d- drawing that digging that deep well to be able to put stuff out. Um, I think too, people really can sense when something is fake. You know, when you're putting things out and and just posting stuff and trying to be cool or trying to be whatever. Um, I think people can see through things that hasn't hasn't come from a place of that depth of relationship with God. Um, and I think the world doesn't want that anymore. At least I would like to hope that they, <laughs> you know, it, do, it can't taste as good as the stuff that comes from the living water. So, yeah. So good. And you saying that actually reminded me of a of a, a clip of mine that actually went, well, I don't know if 300 and something thousand is is viral or not. Uh, um, but but the what it was was this worship session with this couple and and I forget their names. I'll have to post it in the link because it's such a powerful worship session. But basically, the atmosphere of heaven was just coming through this song. Or if I ever needed you, God, I need you now. That's all they sung. Um, if I ever needed you, and I was amazed. I simply just did a reaction video to it, and. Overnight hit a few thousand. I'm like, oh, okay, that's not too bad for a night. But now I'm looking at, you know, a couple of months later, over 300,000 um, views and thousands of comments saying, I've just encountered Jesus. And, and like, it's incredible. And it's kind of like a foretaste for me when I think prophetically about social media. What's going to start trending is those, what you're talking about, these vulnerable moments in the presence of God yeah, that wow. melt away the hardness. Yeah. And, I think we we need to be thinking as believers not let's not shut down social media but let's actually begin to see what God wants to trend yeah. in oh, yo, you know people cool. encountering his yeah. presence. Um you know God's got trends on his mind. Yeah. And and he, he's way ahead of the curb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I love what you just said there Lisi. Um the world is sick of fake. They're yeah, so sick of the done. the plastic the plastic surgery, the plastic in general, um, they they, they want to see something real and actually we are positioned the most effectively to present that to them um, when we are abiding in the vine and we're experiencing the Lord and then letting people see that. Yeah, so I love that you mentioned that. Hey, before we before we close, is there a breakthrough story that you could share with us um, from, from your journey as an artist, from your journey as a daughter of God, um, someone who's you know, been on their journey with God for, for yeah, a, over a decade, no, two decades. No, not two decades. Almost. Oh, I'm, I'm just going to edit that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I shouldn't because that would be quite hypo- hypocritical. <laughs> well, Leave it in say, there. No. Let's keep it authentic. Uh, yeah. Um, is there a breakthrough story you'd like to share with us that might encourage people? I'll tell you something. I think, I don't know if this is much of a story, but it's something I've just thought of now. Um I went through the season, so I'd, I'd done a bunch of travel. I spent about two years traveling around, going to various churches, and um, you know, I met some so-called famous Christians. If you want to have that box of of whatever, and I, I felt God tell me um, it was actually January, beginning of 2020, before COVID had hit. I felt God tell me cancel everything for for the rest of the year, and I was at that point. I had bookings till about um, June, I think, of places to go and things to things to do. Um, so I cancelled everything, and that's when I really started to enter into probably like everybody else <laughs> that that season of really. Um, seeking God a bit more deeply and trying to learn what the word actually says rather than what it is that I think I I know um, just from my experience within church culture. And I, I as I was coming out of that season of um, seeking him, 
someone, a good friend of mine asked me to go and um, sing at, you know, rap it at some a particular event. And I hadn't said yes to anything for almost two years at that point or a good 18 months. And I felt to say yes to this person. One, they're a good friend and I respect and love everything that they do. So um, yes. And then the other reason is I felt God was starting to just pull back the curtain and say, okay, like it's time, it's time to start doing something and using what I put in your hand again. Like you've, you've had, you know, that season's up. Um, So I went, I, I got up on stage, I rapped, I got off stage as I got off stage, I could feel the tears just starting to just starting to come. And I literally handed the mic to someone and I ran. Like I couldn't walk out of this place. I had to run out because I was about to completely lose it. And I got out and ran all the way out into the car park. And a few of my friends that were part of the part of the team followed me out into the car park. And I just started bawling my eyes out. And I felt as though I had just stood in front of a group of people and given them Jesus and they weren't there for that. They were there for a show. They were there for a performance. They were there for something else, but just spiritually in the atmosphere, it felt fake and it felt like um, it wasn't um, like, like no one had come for Jesus. And I felt so, so, so upset about that, that that just rocked me so much. So that was my first the first event that I did after after this closet season, stepping back into it. And I thought, man, God, like, why this? Like, why is this the first thing I do? I go and I, I give people Jesus and it feels as though nobody wants him. They want something else. Um, mm. And I was gutted. And so that that really set me up for the season that I'm stepping into into now and as I've started I've begun to release songs over these last couple months is I'm I'm gonna do it anyway like church culture the stuff where people come and not for Jesus has to change and I want to be able to um, give people him and I have to be able to break through that you know like caring whether they're there for that or not he he is the thing that we need he is the one that we need he's our salvation he's our hope he is the life he is the truth he is the way he is the only way to the father and so if i'm not giving people him or at least giving them the opportunity to know him then what am i doing um so that breakthrough story for me i think um if I'll sum that up is I'm stepping back into this very much with uh, from a position of following and doing what I believe God is telling me to do, to push some boundaries, to, to break some cultural things and to um, and to not be concerned about the ways of the world, but just mm. cut through with um, with the truth. So, yeah. It's so good, Lisa. It reminds me of Luke chapter four, where Jesus mm. visited his hometown. Yes. And. Everyone wanted their mate. Everyone wanted the yeah. the past the graduate graduate student of um, yeah. you know <laughs> Jewish customs, and you yeah. know they wanted their friend and their brother and their son and their cousin and, and all that jazz. Yeah. And then he presented the Messiah to them, and they rejected it. Yeah. And his response was, "Well, you know, it's it's very clear and very common that a prophet is without honor in their hometown." Yeah. Um, yeah. And so often, you know prophets or you know artists who have a prophetic calling on their lives will often really feel that rejection from the church yeah. um you know and 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 the lord you know has a plan in all of it yeah. um and and usually that's because 
the banks are about to break or the, you know, something's about to break that has been there, a false, whatever it may be, a false structure or a false idea um, that has become a comfort zone like you've been talking about. Um, And and talking about this kind of stuff can bring up a lot of fear for people that, oh, no, I'm not right with God and I'm about to get judged and all that. Um, And... My encouragement to, if you're feeling that right now, like, oh, you know, this comfort zone is really evil and and stuff. This is about you and the Lord. You know, this yeah, is this absolutely. is between you and Him. Yeah. You're not about to be brought before the magistrate of the church and yeah. judged as unholy or anything like that. But yeah. God wants to bring alignment through intimacy. Yeah. And it's not. It's He doesn't bring alignment through correction with with yeah. you've done this wrong, you've done that wrong. Yeah. He corrects us with a kiss. That yeah. awakens us from our sleep, you know, yeah. um, and I just love that. That's the tenderness and the gentleness, which in which Lisey's brought um, what she's seen the Lord doing right now. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, artists, we have such an opportunity right now yeah. to to align our intimacy with the Lord, yeah. um, because our favor comes from Him, not from man. And yeah, yeah it's amazing. So, Lisey, could you just pray for us to close mm. us out? Um, yeah, sure. it would be amazing. Awesome. Thank you, God. Thank you so much, Father, for um, this conversation that we got to have, God. And I just pray, Father, for for those that have listened and listened through to the end of this, God. I just thank you, Father, for their life, God. I thank you um, that we would be able to draw into a deeper place of intimacy with you, that we would be able to connect with you, know you, know your word and what it says and and, and doing that, be able to know who you are in a greater way, God. I thank you that you are good, that you are a great God, that that your grace covers all things, that that you lead us with um, with loving kindness, God. You you draw us into yourself, God. And I thank you, Father, for that, that drawing in, um, God. And I thank you that because of what Jesus did, we have an opportunity to have a relationship with you because you died for us, God. So I thank you for today. I thank you for this conversation and for everybody listening in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So good. You guys have been listening to Lisey B. Uh, Her link tree is in the show notes. So make sure you go there because that's where you can access everything uh, that Lisey's doing and stay up to date with what she's doing. There's so many good things ahead. I'm personally really excited where God's going to take Lisey B. And I hope you can follow her on the journey as she follows her master and her and her king along the journey. So thanks being on Art Vance, Lisey. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, such a privilege, such an honor. So guys, keep on shining bright. Keep delving deep into what God's heart is for you as an artist. And let's all together go after the heart of God for the arts industry. See you next time on Art Vance.